Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to a playoff edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, and my co-host today is Brian Johnson. What's up, Charch? Hey, great to be here. I, I love fantasy football in the playoffs oh, yeah. because you get to draft again. Yeah, we haven't we haven't drafted since August, so that part's fun. You don't have to do for the way most people play, not all, but most. You don't have to do any transactions. I love draft and hold, and it just you know mm-hmm. it just goes. And, um, and we should, although there's so many ways to play, and, and to do this when you're drafting quarterbacks, it should be team quarterback and kickers yes. team kicker yes. because. Because there's no transactions, right. and if your quarterback goes down, you should get the backup mm-hmm. automatically. And right so, now, yes. you don't know who's going to start for the Rams. We'll no. talk about them later exactly. at quarterback. So, yeah, team quarterback, team kicker is vital. So this episode is dedicated to those playing fantasy football in the playoffs, and particularly those who are in leagues that are running through the entire playoffs. I know there are a lot of leagues where you're just sort of like playing this week only, and that's not our goal for this one. That's going to be our goal for the future ones, where we'll just be breaking down the upcoming games. Yeah, deep dive. Um, deep dive in the upcoming games. This one, this podcast for Fantasy Football Weekly is for those leagues that are playing through the entire playoffs and drafting for the entire playoffs. Let me recommend this opportunity to test new rules, new scoring systems that you're considering for regular season fantasy play next year. Here is where you do the dry run on new rules and scoring systems. Yeah, and a great site to try is our friends over at MyFantasyLeague.com. If you run your league during the regular season, they, they charge a fee, as they should. It's very customizable, very cool. But for the playoffs, it's free. So you can go yeah. to MFLMyFantasyLeague.com and uh, create a league. And, yeah, PPR, points for first downs. You can experiment with everything uh, under, underneath the sun. So it's a great site. It try. is. We, we like, and the people behind My Fantasy League, elite human beings. We love them. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the strategies to winning your playoff fantasy football league. By the way, I play with seven. This year I'm playing with exactly seven teams because there's 14 teams in the playoffs, Brian. Yep. That means Brian gets two quarterbacks, two kickers, two team defense. I get two. Everybody gets two of the core, you know, those core positions. Yep. 
everyone gets uh, used up. And uh, yeah, we're in a league together. And the the first thing you have to think about in the draft is: Do I am I going to go after the guys on bye? Because <laughs> that's they're only going to they can only play three games max. Everyone else technically could play four. Correct. Yeah, the games played nothing more important than games played, right? You'd you you want to find guys that are going to play three or four mm-hmm. games ideally because they're so much more valuable. So let me ask you this, Brian: Would you rather have an elite player? who might only get one game or a mediocre player who might get three games. As an example, Allen Robinson or Terry McLaurin, guys that look like they're going to only play one game, but they're mm-hmm. really good. Or would you rather have Sammy Watkins? Not that great a player. Doesn't generally perform that well, but he could play three games. Yeah, it's a tough call. The elite supposed one-and-done guys, like you said, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, even if they only play one game, they still have potential to go 20-plus, even 30-plus fantasy points in a losing effort. But I still, most times, I'd much rather have Mm -hmm. the mediocre guy who's going to play, at least be guaranteed to play two games. No one's guaranteed to play two games in the playoffs. But, yeah, two, three, four. I'd I'd rather have games played more time on the field than just one guy in a one-and-done scenario, most likely. I think I would, too. You know, I'd rather have that. I'd, I'd like to have three shots with Sammy Watkins. You know, or four shots with Emmanuel Sanders as a possibility. And speaking of that, you know, the the teams that are really fascinating because this year's different with the with the one mm-hmm. buy, only one team getting the buy. Yeah, those th- this week's two seeds are guys teams that were normally off, right? Yeah. So Buffalo and New Orleans, these are really good teams. These were two seeds and they're playing. So for me, man. Bills and Saints are really intriguing. Yeah, you'll. I don't. I don't know what league you'll play in, or you'll see non-Bills going the first few picks. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. They're, they yeah. they seem like they have the best shot to, to play four games. And then on on the, it's way more open on the NFC side, I think. But yeah, you, you have to think the Saints have a good chance, and, and then the uh, the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers too. The Bucks have got a chance to play four, right? So they. Almost, I think they almost certainly end up winning against Washington. I respect Washington's defense a lot, but they're just not going to score enough points with Alex Smith, I don't oh. think, to uh, to get much done. So you, you feel like the Bucks are almost automatically getting two games, and then they're they're good enough to beat almost anybody. They destroyed Green Bay earlier in the year, so you feel like the Bucks could make the Super Bowl and get those get that fourth game, which would be great. Yeah, and not and you also want to take into account not like how many games these players are likely to play. You have to look at what teams they're playing for and where they line up in the bracket in the first round, in the second round, and third round. You don't want to be loaded up in one side of the bracket where you're going to be playing all your players against each against other. Against each other, right. It's just yeah. like filling out an NCAA bracket. You're not going to pick teams. Well, not filling out a bracket, but if you're picking winners in the games in the NCAA, you don't want them playing each other early on. You got you want to wait as long as possible to have your teams playing each other. Kickers, defenses, and quarterbacks. Way more important if you're in a system that doesn't let you change those out. The reason that kickers and defenses don't mean very much in regular fantasy football is they all score about the same. They all score 8 points, 10 points, 12 points. But if your kicker gets knocked out in round one and you're not getting at all the 8, 10, and 12 points and your opponents are, you're at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Huge disadvantage. Yeah, you'll see kickers for the the, the, the more favorite teams like the, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Saints. They'll be going before players like all the, the stud receivers that are supposedly going to be one and done. Allen Robinson, yeah. Terry McLaurin. They're, they're all way more val- valuable and safer, definitely, which I, I, you hate to say. but Do not slough kicker defense nope. to the end of your draft. It's hard to break the habit. Don't do it here. Yeah, you, you, almost, you almost have to ensure 
you have at least like one. You can't have two two kickers and two defenses that are likely to go in the first round, or you're not going to do well. Yeah, I agree. Like you yeah. really have to invest heavily in at least one of those positions and, and an quote unquote elite option. Yeah, mid rounds. Mm-hmm. Do not be embarrassed to be the first person to take a kicker no. defense. Uh, should you, Brian, stack players from one or two teams that you think are going to do well? It all depends on the the size of the the contest, how many people you're playing against. If it's our our, our seven man league, it's it's okay to diversify more and and spread your players around. But if you're going for one of these bigger bigger contests online where it's thousands, hundreds, tens of thousands of people, you you really have to put most of your eggs in one or two baskets. Make sure they're on opposite sides of the bracket of the bracket yeah. in yeah. the in the different conferences and uh and and go for the. The more contrarian teams, because people aren't going to be looking at the Steelers or yeah. the Rams. If I that's very pick, contrarian. That's very but, contrarian. But, if I had to pick a plausible contrarian play, I think I would take the Steelers because you get a you get a defense that's good enough to win most games and a terrible running game. But I get a passing offense that can still generate points. I think if I had to pick, if I'm in a league with hundreds or thousands. I think that's that might be my contrarian play would be Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I would do everything in my power to never have my players facing each other. Yeah. It's another in the big pool. Yeah. Now when you get to a smaller pool like our seven team league, I think it's the opposite. You really want diversity. Yeah. I don't need lightning to strike and have, you know, Juju Smith Schuster score, you know, four times in the playoffs or whatever. I, you know, from my quarterback, I don't need my quarterback throwing to my wide. I need to have, I just want to have diversity. So I still have guys left at every stage of this thing. Yeah. And even the, the one and done big name guys can certainly help you out more in the smaller pools and in, in the big ones. But I would totally fade the, the Allen Robinsons and Terry McLaurins in bigger pools unless I was stacking those teams. Then yeah. they're the, the focal point. <laughs> You're stack. gutsy if you're stacking Washington. Yeah. I, I wouldn't stack Washington. That's a little too far down the line. To but, me, uh, that I don't care what size I'm in. I don't know that I could I could stack Washington. No. Uh, given that offense, uh, defense is good enough to help them win games. But the thing, even if the even if they do go two or three games in, how much how much do you get out of that offense? Let's talk about some of the injured and or COVID players that you need to be aware of before you draft. Start with Jared Goff. He's got that hand injury. He had surgery. He looks unlikely to play, but could be active. And again, we'll reinforce this is why you have team quarterback. Otherwise, you essentially couldn't even draft a Rams Neither, quarterback because right. you don't yeah, know you don't, who they're playing. Right. So you got to have team quarterback. But yeah, I, we want to see Wolford play. We'll talk about him a little more. But uh, yeah, well, Goff, I doubt he he plays this week. And I don't think so either. Uh, like an injured Jared Goff isn't good when he's healthy. You don't want to a Goff with a bum thumb out there. No way. Pittsburgh tight end Eric Ebron activated off the COVID list. He'll be available. Great matchup against Cleveland. It is a very promising matchup mm-hmm. against Cleveland. He's a sneaky play. Uh, New Orleans running back Alvin Kamara has got the expected to come off the COVID list on Sunday. He needs to he needs to produce nothing but negative tests from here to Sunday. And he tweeted. See you on Sunday. And I believe him. This isn't a BS tweet like, uh, or Keenan Allen didn't tweet, but it's not like Keenan Allen saying, don't sit me, or Josh Jacobs saying I'm not playing. Right. Kamara loves his fantasy manager, so uh, I'm banking on Kamara playing on I Sunday. like it. Kansas City running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire will not play this week because obviously the Chiefs are off, but he could play after this week's bye. He's trying to come back from the ankle and hip injuries that he's got. Um, you know, we don't have any un- non-public insight as to whether or not he's going to go, but... The timetable is about right for him to come back here. And, you know, fantasy managers tend to just only remember the last thing they saw, which was his gruesome injury. Yeah, the last thing I saw looked like he was done for the year. So, yeah, yeah, so reports are encouraging. It could just be a little bit of 
coach speak, smoke screen, whatever you want to call it. But I'm a little worried about Alaire because uh, Edwards Alaire because the injury did look so bad. But uh, I'm keeping my eyes not so much on Le'Veon Bell, but Daryl Williams. Hmm. Bump him up my draft boards a little bit. And- Why don't I go both? So I take Clyde Edwards Alaire, who's falling to the mid rounds of fantasy drafts, and then last pick of the draft, Daryl Williams. Yeah, and I, you know, now I'm covered. Yeah, ignore uh, Bell. <laughs> I would ignore right. Le'Veon Bell. Maybe so. Um, you know, Bell Bell did nothing noteworthy anyway. He can, dude looks cooked for a career in my demise. Tampa Bay wide receiver Mike Evans, speaking of the last guy we saw, you know, going down to the horrible mm-hmm. looking injury. They're saying he's a game time decision. My hunch is that Mike Evans will not go in this game. They don't need him to beat Washington and I think they just they got to get him healthy so he can help them make a, pl- a Super Bowl push. Yeah, even if he suits up, and I want him to, I feel bad for him because he hasn't played in the playoffs. Yet. He's had a, a great long career, but uh, he'll likely see Ronald Darby, a mm-hmm. bad matchup. And I think if he's out there, he's more of a decoy. Yeah, and I, so, so yeah, I'm, they I'm, don't I'm, use him. Yeah, you know they're deeper receiver. They got Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. You know they got they got options. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, Cole Beasley, knee injury. He seems to be unlikely to play. We don't expect to see him. Cooper Cup activated off the COVID list, as is Titans kicker Stephen Guskowski and Michael Thomas as well. Also, activated. oh yeah, thank you, Michael no Thomas. Problem. Yeah, we should mention him. Practice, you know, he had he was on the COVID list. He had the high ankle sprain. It appears that he's going to enter this game potentially close to one hundred percent, which would be great. What are your what's your expectations for Michael Thomas? They're dumbed a little bit, but, uh, you know, the, the knock on him is all he does is run slant routes, but he makes them work. So it's, that's like riding a bike. He hasn't forgotten how to do that. But I, I think he'll be in shape. It's not like he's been injured. You know, he, I'm sure he's been keeping his legs moving. So I, I, I'm expecting high 90%. High ankle sprain. I don't know how much you can do with a high ankle sprain, but yes. Uh, you're right. I don't know. I, I'm still expecting at least a 90% Michael Thomas out there. But I'm not, I'm not necessarily targeting him in uh, my fantasy drafts, that's for sure. I'm not, it's so tempting because Saints have a great opportunity to play four games. Michael Thomas is a great receiver. He will be He'll be great. Well, we don't know the quarterback's even going to be next year. I was going to say he'll be great next year. I can't even tell you who the quarterback is. But um, it's not Drew Brees. That's what I know. Um, this To me, this is as, as high-risk, high-reward pick as there is in your draft. If Michael Thomas stays healthy and plays four games, he could easily end up being the pick that mo- you know, powers you to a fantasy playoff victory. But nothing we saw from him all year, even when he was on the field, suggests that he's ready to do that. Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't want to steal your thunder or anything. I know you're going to talk about how you kind of like the Rams this week. If that's the case, Thomas and the Saints win, then Thomas gets Jalen Ramsey next week, and that's a no-go. <laughs> that's a no-go for that's a anyone. a spot. Yep. All right, so let's talk about some of our favorite sneaky players and or teams for the playoffs. I'll let you go first. Who do you got? The Ravens aren't necessarily sneaky, but everyone pretty much expects the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, so it's like a, a two-game at best scenario for the, yeah. the, the Ravens, most people are thinking, but I, I think the Ravens could could run the table, go all the way to the Super Bowl. And Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, they're not going at great discount. But I, I like uh, guys like Marquise Brown, who's been on fire, by the way, the last seven. I know. <laughs> He's probably been like a top five wide receiver in very quietly doing so. But uh, Marquise Brown, uh, Miles Boykin, Gus Edwards, um, even Willie Sneed. It's just a great matchup against Tennessee, who hasn't had a bye since week four. The Titans, over the last five weeks, have allowed the second most passing touchdowns, the third most running back touchdowns, and the most wide receiver touchdowns. I think the Ravens can put up a lot of points in this game. They can put up a lot of points against 
against Kansas City, likely to be a shootout. Who's going to be very rusty, by the way, benching all their starters in Week 17. They're on the bye, and Ravens are going to come in hot. So I think Baltimore could run the table. So if you load up on them, uh, you'd be doing pretty well if they I'm can get expand, past Kansas City. I'll expand on one Raven that you only touched on. Gus Edwards mm-hmm. is he's uh, available as like the last pick in your draft. Tennessee gave up, I think, the fifth most rushing touchdowns on the year, and that's Gus Edwards' game is these rushing touchdowns. Sure, I'd rather have Jake, Jake, J.K. Dobbins, but J.K. Dobbins going off the board and you know much, much, much earlier in the draft as a last pick. I like Gus Edwards. He gets he gets enough carries to put up some points every week, and you and I both think Baltimore is going to win this game. In advance, you're going to get at least two games and, and maybe more. Who wants to play the Ravens right now? What are they winners oh, of, I think, yeah. six straight? Yeah, Tennessee is not too happy that they drew Baltimore. <laughs> no, Definitely I'm sure not. not. And yeah, Dobbins looks great, of course, but you would think the Ravens might lean a little more on the, the veteran the Gus veteran, Edwards yeah, in the playoffs, possible. especially yeah, a pass protection too. scenario, stuff yep. like that. Let me give you the other sneaky, way under the radar guy that I like. Yeah. Rams quarterback John Wolford. There we go. Most of you don't know anything about him, and I don't blame you, and you probably didn't. We're breaking down his tape from last week's game, and I don't blame you for that either. He is an AAF quarterback who is highly mobile, and we love our mobile quarterbacks. He's, uh, by the way, he's the cheapest quarterbacks, cheapest starting quarterback on DraftKings. Taysom Hill's more expensive than John Wolford is in DraftKings. You get a guy who just ran for 60 yards last week, He's going to run more. I believe he'll run more in this game. And I know, Brian, you've got some Seattle numbers for rushing mobile quarterbacks. What mobile quarterbacks have done to Seattle this year. Yeah, Wolford, we won't call him Cam Newton and Kyler Murray just yet, but still, those guys had great games on the ground against the Seahawks. Newton, 47 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Murray had 67 yards and a touchdown in one game. Uh, Josh Allen scored a rushing touchdown. Carson Wentz went over 40 yards. So, yeah, they're, they're giving up. Numbers to mobile quarterbacks, and Wolford can run. Like you said, he's got He can wheels. run, and I think they'll run him some in this game. They get uh, uh, Andrew Whitworth c- comes back. You know, when he suffered his injury, we all thought it was season over. He's on the card, thumbs up. I mean, it's like, that's it. We're, he's done for the year, but he's back off his torn MCL, um, which is great news. So And uh, Jamal Adams, all-world, all-pro, strong safety for Seattle, who was hurt for the First half of the season when Seattle was just giving up ridiculous yeah. numbers yeah. to wide receivers. He came back. They shut it all down, but he's injured again. He's a pretty much a true game time decision. If he doesn't go that that would help too. That spikes Wolford big time. So, you know, I think Wolford could get at least the sixty rushing yards he had last week. And then Really, at that point, you you almost have a running. And by the way, any quarterback who runs for sixty yards is like a coin flip's chance of getting a touchdown. Oh yeah, in those sixty yards, and then anything he throws for, I'm just seeing, I'm viewing it as a bonus. So I I really like Wolford, and um, I, and that's my probably my favorite. You convinced me I might be a little heavy on him this weekend in the daily. World. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, give me a non-obvious team that you are avoiding players from. Now, you know you don't have to tell people to avoid bears. Washington football team. That's obvious. Give me a non-obvious team you're avoiding. I'm. It's. I'm going back to that Baltimore Tennessee game, and I'm just. Uh, I'm. You're going to be tempted to take AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, the big name guys, and the and they're falling a little bit because again they're going to they would play the Chiefs in the second round, and everyone's assuming the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. But yeah, those those names are still going pretty high, and I think there's. Very real cause for concern that they lose to the Ravens in this one. I like the Ravens more. So even though they're the, the big names like A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, a little suppressed when it comes to ADP, it's still very high for a, a playoff league. So I'm just 
avoiding them entirely. I might take some Titans way late if I need to fill some spots, like an Anthony Burks or uh, Adam Humphreys type guy. But uh, as far as the big name. What about John Smith? Or John Smith. John John. Yeah, he's been slipping too. And I think he had a good game in the, the rave. These teams did play earlier in the year, and the Tennessee did win, but I'm not looking into that too much. Baltimore looks a whole lot better right now. That was the last loss that Baltimore had, mm-hmm. week 11 against Tennessee, and they've won every game since then. So uh, for me, and I've already alluded to it, I think Seattle's going to lose. Uh, listen to the quarterback Seattle has faced since week 12 when it feels like their defense, you know, their their pass defense was on this historically bad run to open the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point they were averaging like three, almost 400 passing yards a game. It's crazy numbers. Since week 12, they have faced Carson Wentz, benched. Colt McCoy, backup. Sam Darnold, going to be benched next year when the Jets have the second overall pick and pick a new quarterback. Dwayne Haskins, benched and then later released. Jared Goff won't play in this game. C.J. Beathard, third-string quarterback. That's the quarterback Seattle has faced. And during that stretch, and by the way, most of these, most of these guys are on bad defenses too. I mean, there's are bad quarterbacks generally on bad teams and generally with bad defenses. And Seattle averaging just... It was allowing just 14 points per game has given us this perception that they're pretty good, but they were scoring only 20 points per game. That's not going to be enough to get you very far in the playoffs. I don't think this is a rounded, based on the Seattle team we've seen, and tons of respect for Russell Wilson, but just what the way he's played, their inability to run the ball, I just don't, and the teams that they've beat just aren't good enough. I'm nervous about the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, that would that's the the best chance for an upset. I'm not going to call the Ravens over the Titans an upset. That's more. The Ravens of, more, are favored. Are they favored even yes. though the Titans are at home? <laughs> yes. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it would have just been a, a pick em. I, I believe. It's probably like a half a point or a point, but uh, still essentially a coin flip. And, and let's not forget the passing numbers for Russell Wilson, not good against the Rams this year. 248 and uh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions in the first game, then 225 and just one passing touchdown in week 16. So, yeah, I'm with you. Cause for concern. And I'm upset because I have uh, Russell Wilson and Chris Carson in our league. Because I had the first overall pick, I took Josh Allen first. And when it came back to me, I wanted to go LJAX, but I didn't want uh, my quarterbacks facing each other in the AFC Championship, potentially. Mm. But I'm, uh, I'm Lamar, regretting it Lamar, now. Lamar is going to be I know, good. I'm regretting it now. Baltimore is favored by three points. Wow. Uh, opened at three, and it's held at three. Interesting. That, that's in Tennessee, correct? Because they're the division champs. Yes, I yeah. believe that. Wow, is, three that point is home yes. dogs. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's you know that that's a dangerous spot. Home dog never feels great, does it? Nope. But the home field advantage this year, teams went across the NFL. Home teams went one game under five hundred this year at home. Well, there really was no advantage for the most part. Tennessee travel. does have there was travel. Yeah, the travel bakes. Did, did you hear how? I didn't read too much into it or dive into it too much, but Sean Payton had a crazy idea to basically test 50,000 people and have them live in the Superdome all week so they could be there for the game. For the, uh, that's it. It's crazy. Yeah, He's just week. crazy enough to uh, yeah. come up with something like that, but people would probably do it. Well, for the Super Bowl, I saw, I saw one report that said the NFL is considering only putting vaccinated healthcare workers in the Super Bowl building. Where is it? it Tampa? Yeah, I believe it's okay. I think it's Tampa. This and they've week. been letting some fans in. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate you uh, following us. And for those that uh, haven't already, please subscribe to Fantasy Football Weekly. Grateful for those who subscribe, rate, and review the show as always. We'll be back next week. We're really going to focus more on 
the divisional round games. We'll just be breaking those games down, not talking about the full length of the playoffs like this one was. We'll be just breaking down those games next week. Talk to you more then. Bye-bye, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.